0: Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast where we dig into God's Word together and find life through Jesus Christ. My name is Ben Blakey. It's Monday, the 26th of October, 2020. Once you pop, you can't stop. That's the idea that somebody in the marketing department or somebody in the marketing firm that was hired by Pringles to sell their potato chips a long time ago. And now many of us have that thought in our head every time we open a pack of Pringles chips. And you wonder, was that really somebody with marketing savvy that really thought through and, oh, this is a great slogan? Or was it actually even just somebody that loved Pringles? And somebody that knew that wasn't some catchy marketing slogan. That was just the truth. Anybody else listening to this podcast right now enjoys some Pringles? And isn't it true that once you open that tube of Pringles, it's it's hard. I I was just eating some Pringles the other day and uh, you know, that there's that verse we just read in James, if anyone thinks he is religious but cannot bridle his tongue, uh, right? And I, I was thinking a good equivalent would that be if anyone thinks he has self-control, uh, let him try to actually stip, stick to the recommended serving size of Pringles once he opens up that tube, right? Because once you pop, you can't stop because you taste those salty potato chips and you just keep reaching back for more. Now, what in the world does this have to do with the word of God? Well, I want you to open up your Bibles with me to 1 Peter chapter 2, where today we're reading verses 1 through 12. And here, we don't see anything about potato chips, but we do see something about craving for more. That that once you've tasted that something is good, you keep coming back for more. And if you go with me there to 1 Peter chapter 2, we're going to see this as it tells us to crave what we know is the word, the pure spiritual milk of the word of God. So we start 1 Peter chapter 2 and it says, so put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander. Like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up into salvation. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. and So there we see that command to crave the the pure spiritual milk, which I think is referring to the word of God, that we should have a craving in our hearts, in our souls for God's word. But notice, this is not a craving that it's saying um, just to have for something you've never heard of before. In verse three there, it says, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. So the idea is you've tasted, you've seen that the Lord is good. So crave for more and come back for more. Like, like a newborn baby, you know, cry out for the pure spiritual milk of God's word. And even that, that's the other image that's in this passage is that inf- that picture of an infant who, you know, they've tasted and seen the milk that they need. And so they cry out for more of it. And that's the way our appetite should be for God's word. So one, I hope that you have experienced that the Lord is good. And I hope that you've experienced that not just through something general in your life, but I hope that you have experienced that through his word. And that's one of the things that I'm passionate about. That's one of the reasons why we're even doing this podcast, right? Is because I want the people to get into the word and I want to help them get more out of the word. For me, it's not just, hey, everybody, make sure you're getting in the word just because that's what you're supposed to do. No, it's because I know you will get a lot out of it. You will taste and see that God is good and then you will crave for more. So I want you to even just evaluate your own view of the word. Are you just going through the motions? I mean, certainly there is discipline that is required. We don't want to just check the box, but checking the box is a requirement. We need to be in the word. But maybe I hope that what draws us back is that as we get into the word, we're getting something out of the word. When we get in the word, we're tasting and seeing that God is good. We're seeing his steadfast love, his faithfulness. We're seeing what he has done for us through the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we see all that he has promised us in the future. So I hope as you are digging into God's word, you are tasting and seeing that God is good. And that keeps driving you back for more from God's word. So that once you pop, you can't stop, right? You, you got to get more out of God's word. And I hope that is our heart. Now, one thing at the beginning of that passage that we see, it starts with telling them to put off a lot of sin, malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, slander. And really, we see that at the end of the passage as well, that he calls them to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul, Uh, right? So we see in this context of craving for more of God's word, I've got to put away sin. And so now I want to transition to our next passage, which also gets us thinking about the word of God, Psalm 119, 97 through 104. This is the mem section. And it begins with a great verse, verse 97. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. And I hope that you could say that with with some level of honesty right and i know none of us are perfect in our affections for god's word but i hope that we could say god i love your law it is my meditation all the day i have tasted and seen that you are good through your word and so i am always craving more i remember one time when i was in college i was about to head off to a night class And I was there in my dorm uh, talking to some guys that lived on the wing there. And there was this one guy named Adonis. And he was like, Blakey, what's your major again? And I was like, ah, political studies. I'm about to go to my night class. And he's like, political studies, huh? And then he just looks at me and he says, do you crave it? And I was like, wow, that's, that's that's a strong question. I guess I've never thought about my major before. Like, do I crave it? And it actually got me thinking, man, is that the way we feel about the word? Do we crave it? And I hope that you crave God's word and I hope that's because you see that it is good. It is through God's word that we learn more about who God is. It's through God's word that we learn more about what he has done. And also, it is through God's word that we learn more about what we should do. And that is not to earn our salvation, but we learn more about what we should do for our own good. The instructions that God has given us for our good. And that's what we start to see in the rest of this section in Psalm 119. It talks about how he has more wisdom now. He mentions than his enemies. He mentions he has more understanding than all of his teachers And he mentions that he has more understanding than the aged or the elders, the the old people who have been around the, the block. They've seen so much. He's like, I have more understanding than all of them. And now I want you to know that is not a point he is trying to make simply about knowledge. He is not saying, well, simply I just know more than all these people. It's what it leads him to. And look again at verse 100, I understand more than the aged for I, it doesn't say for I know your precepts. It says for I keep your precepts. I hold back my feet from every evil way in order to keep your word. I do not turn aside from your rules for you have taught me how sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth through your precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. So we see there more, he's craving God's word. I've tasted and I've seen, and I'm coming back for more. And what he's coming back for more of is not simply that he's geeking out on it, right? That he's learning more things in his head. Certainly that's a part of what we get out of God's word, but he's talking about, it's because I'm seeing your precepts, God, I'm seeing your ways. I'm understanding your will. I'm understanding how that is good for me. I'm learning to follow these things and that is to my benefit. Therefore, I want more. I hope that we see as we study God's word, just the total bankruptcy of our own flesh and of the lies that the world is trying to sell us. And that we see more of the truth of God's word and the satisfaction that does come from obeying him and keeping his precepts, which are designed not to keep us from having a good time, but designed so that we might live in the good of what God has created in this world. So these are important things that I hope just fire us up to crave more and more of God's word. And we we also know what, what's the point of God's word. We see a little bit of that in John chapter five today. In John chapter five, Jesus, he, he's made this claim that we've talked about the last couple days or at the end of last week, where he is claiming deity and he is backing that up. He's doubling down on that claim. And in this section today, he's giving witnesses. He talks about the father. He talks about John the Baptist, even really gets into Moses, but he also highlights the scriptures and he tells, he rebukes them in verse 39. He says, you search the scriptures because you think that in them, you have eternal life. It is. And it is that they, that bear witness about me. So Jesus is saying, you search the scriptures because you think you're going to get eternal life just out of this book, but you're missing the point. The eternal life isn't going to come from the book. It's going to come from me. The scriptures are bearing witness about me and you're missing it, right? And that's why even we talk about this being a, a podcast where we dig into God's word and find life through Jesus Christ. All of scripture is pointing us to Christ. And we want to make sure that we don't miss that point. Another convicting thing I think that Jesus says there is in verse 44 when he says, how can you believe when you receive glory from one another and do not seek the glory that comes from the only God? That's a good check for us even as you start a new week. What's your goal this week? Do you want to seek glory from others, whether that's your family, your coworkers, whoever that might be? Is that the glory that you desire the most or is it, man... I want to do my best in all of those things, but the only glory I really care about is the glory that comes from God. And even that's what's going to drive me in my family or at my workplace or wherever else it might be. It's 0% about my glory and 100% about God's glory. And it's 0% about seeking the approval of others and 100% about seeking the approval of God. It's a good check for our hearts as we start a new week. Finally, we look at Jeremiah chapter 33 and 34, where again, we're seeing prophecy here in the final days before Jerusalem is gonna be taken out by Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonians and the temple is gonna be destroyed. But even in the midst of that, over the last couple days, we've seen God promising peace. God speaking of the future, restoration. And we see some of that today in chapter 33, starting in verse 14, it says, behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord when I will fulfill the promise that I made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will dwell securely. And that is the name by which it will be called the Lord is our righteousness. So here it talks about this righteous branch to spring up for David. And I think that is a clear reference to the Messiah. We've even seen that branch image already used. But I think this is speaking of the future fulfillment of the Davidic covenant, that even though they were about to be judged, and that's really a part of the Mosaic covenant. God was not going to forget his promises that he had made through Abraham, through Moses, and then now more specifically and more recently through David. that He would always have a son to sit on the throne. And he's going to raise up a king. And this is where we've seen Jesus come. But again, I think we're going to see a day where Jesus Christ, the son of David, is sitting on the throne in Jerusalem. And that should bring comfort not only to these uh, Jews or to Jeremiah in this day before the destruction of Jerusalem, that should bring comfort and hope to you and me today. We serve a God that always keeps his promises. So let's keep our eyes on him. Let's see how scripture points us to him. Let's taste the good of scripture and let's crave and come back for more. And hey, let's do this again tomorrow. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. Pringles did not pay any money for product placement in this podcast. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.